I'm Matt Craig, Chief Data Scientist with Metrogy. I want to welcome you all to episode 35 of our Metrosite podcast, Vidcast. Um, today, I am joined by the one and only Robin Garris, Metrogy CEO and Principal Analyst and everything else at the company. Um, so today, before we kind of get off, Robin, how, how are you doing? Getting all ready for Enterprise Connect and everything? Oh, you know, yeah. And in fact, you just, you mentioned that I was just before this, uh, we got on this call, I was looking at the Enterprise Connect schedule and it is crazy. Uh, lots of, lots of meetings and it's going to be a really good show, I'm sure. So yeah, uh, get ready for that. The week after next is, uh, where we are right now for whenever you're watching this or listening to this, but everything's great, Matt. How about yourself? I'm, I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Keeping things rolling down the road on my end. You know, I've been spending my life in data sheets for the last couple of weeks. So that's, that's got what me being be better. Happy. What could be better? Exactly. exactly. As a chief data scientist, what could be better? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so the, the kind of big reason that, you know, we wanted to talk today is we wanted to talk about the recently released and announced um, CX Metrostar program and reports. Um, we recently held a webinar on our Bright Talk channel, kind of discussing some of the results of this in depth, but we really wanted to kind of take a step back and look at the program more in general uh, here today and kind of see, you know, let everybody know what this is all about. So can you give us a little bit of background on the, the Metrostar program? Yeah, definitely. And um, I, I think it's important to understand what it is um, to understand how valuable it really is when companies win these Metrostars. So the first thing I can say is that the Metrostar is not based on analyst analysis. We do have a program coming out like that, but it's not based on our analysis. It's not based on anything we think. Um, it is not sponsored by any vendors. It is basically us independently going out with a very large study and asking companies what they think of their vendors. Um, what do they think of their technology providers? And um, we look at two key axes, basically. It's, it's looking at customer sentiment. So we ask them somewhere in the neighborhood of seven to I think nine or 10 questions around, what do you think of this provider on a one to four scale in areas like um, technology, innovation, um, response time, ability to um, integrate AI into your product suite, all sorts of things. And um, they, they basically rate their providers in that area. So that's one axis. And the other axis is looking at business success. So we ask everybody um, how using a particular vendor in a particular product category um, made, made or changed their business metrics in the areas of revenue, operational costs, customer ratings, and um, employee or agent productivity. And um, so those who score above average in their overall, the overall average of their sentiment, that first area, and those who have at least, uh, no, it's not, those who have more than the average number of um, their customers in our business success group, and those are people who scored above average in at least two of those four business metrics I mentioned. Um, so anyone who's in that success group, um, if they get flagged. So basically, if you are above average in both both customer sentiment and business success, you win a Metrostar. So it's not easy to do because um, you're, you're looking at 
sentiment, how people feel about you and how their experiences with you, but also hard numbers. You know, how, how well did this particular product help me to improve my business metrics? And um, so we did that this year in the CX space in 14 different categories of CX. Um, so uh, there's quite a bit there. And um, we're also, by the way, doing the same thing with workplace collaboration. We're uh, going to be launching that pro uh, product soon, or project, I should say, um, soon. And uh, there's there's just a lot here. So yeah, so we, we go through that. We do all the analysis. We uh, again, it's not sponsored by vendors. We just go out and gather the research and uh, do the analysis on it when it's all done. Just crunch the numbers. Uh, and I think I can probably tell you a little bit about, I'm just going to pull this up here, the, the, just the categories so everybody knows. We've got contact centers of service, on-premises contact centers, CPAS, workforce optimization, CRM, voice of the customer, Visual engagement, so that's your video screen share co-browsing. Conversational AI, you know, your, your virtual assistants, chatbots. Um, agent assist, using AI to help the agents in, in interaction. Marketing automation and workflow automation. Um, contact center platform management and administration management tools. Self-service knowledge base. And then fraud prevention. So quite a few things here. And... Um, I, I thought I'd also like turn it back to you, Matt. I mean, this is your first time around for a MetroStar release since you started here last fall. So now that you've seen it, what are some of the things that you think will be valuable for the ITCX and business leaders that we serve? Right. Yeah. So that was one of the things. So coming from a, um, a background where I would be looking at these technologies in the past and, you know, trying to make these types of decisions on who I might want to implement in my organization. You know, what the the biggest thing to me is finding that narrowed down list of actual trusted vendors. Um, yep. That's always the hardest part, you know, especially with some of these newer, you know, more cutting edge technologies, you know, like the, these AI companies, there's a, a million of them coming out. Now it seems that are putting AI into their platforms and, and you know some of the these other types of technologies there's a million different vendors out there i need to know who are some that are you know i i'm able to just not spend endless hours yeah. trying to figure out are they even worth looking at uh right. you know because outside of even just the technical requirements you know we're not necessarily looking at every single technical feature that they that they have but those, those ratings we have in those different areas, that helps me kind of narrow down, okay, if I need to focus more on something that has better integration with things, with better, um, mm -hmm. you know, analytics capabilities, you know, me being the, the analytics guy, uh, better analytics capabilities. I know, you know, who are the ones that are, that are looking at that? Who are the ones who are focusing on that? Who can I trust? And then there's also that kind of intangible, intangible part. So the, the business success side of things, you know, yes, we have the, the KPIs that we're tracking, but a lot of that is very dependent. You could have two platforms that are exactly the same feature wise, but the way that you're interacting with those platforms, you know, the, the way that they have it implemented, the, the people you're working with at the company, that makes a huge difference on what those bottom lines end up being. So to be a successful, you know, provider of something doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to, 
you know, have the the lowest costs or or anything. It's kind of that big full piece. Yeah. And as somebody who's buying, that's that's really valuable. And knowing that you know this isn't something that is sponsored by a vendor. This is something that we're doing. You know, regardless of of who the vendors are or you know who might be out there in the space, we're looking at everything, and these are the ones that kind of come to the top. And that just saves me as a purchaser a ton of time in in that and kind of having some confidence knowing that I'm not just getting some type of marketing piece from, you know, any type of sales document. I'm looking at real data of real users of what they're using. Right. So you had had mentioned that, you know, we did 14 um, reports this year. Last year we did 10. So uh-huh. we, we upped the ante a little bit, you know, so without going too in depth in any of this, because if you want to see more in depth information, we, we do have that webinar that we just completed so that you can go watch that. But what are just kind of some the results that stood out overall when, when looking at all of these different technologies? Yeah, that's a good question. And I mean, and, and like Matt said, I mean, we, we announced all the winners on our webinar on our Bright Talk channel. So please go ahead and, Take a look at that if you're interested, and I think we could probably put in the summary of our um, of our vidcast here too, so that people can click on that because there's a lot of them, and I don't want to go into all that here. But I can talk to you about some of the um, general things I've seen. Um, I would say in the ratings themselves, almost across the board, it, 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 where people where, where companies scored the lowest was um, their ability to leverage or use or um, focus on AI. So being able to bring AI into their products, and that's, that even includes like the AI specific products, like like conversational AI or agent assist. Um, just being able to better utilize artificial intelligence, and I am not surprised by that because AI is relatively new. I mean, when you think about the overall span of of how long technology has been in existence, it's it's relatively relatively new in in terms of how long we've been using it for customer engagement activities. So. Um, and I and I think a lot of companies see the promise and the potential with AI, um, but maybe they're having some issues with integration. Maybe they feel that it takes too long to get an application up and running. I think generative AI and large language models that we're seeing really emerge very quickly are going to change a lot of that. Um, so I think that every vendor um, should, and I think most of them are, uh, really be looking into how the new models, the new foundation can really help with um, getting applications up and running, being more innovative to solve business problems. Uh, you know, we've, we've we've heard, I'm sure everyone's heard about things like being able to use generative AI to do summaries, to be able to create content, to be able to classify, you know, there's all sorts of things we can do with it. And I think you're going to see a lot of interesting results. In fact, just as a side note, just this morning, I was reading about how um, this, this person on, it was, it was just a long Twitter st- uh, stream that was talking about, um, well, I've got $100, okay, um, chat GPT, I've got $100. Uh, what do I need to do to to make this into a million? Or what do I need to do to make the most money possible out of it? And, you know, like within a day, the, the company was worth $25,000. It was just crazy. It was doing like a marketing thing, but it was it was really interesting. Oh. And you start thinking about just the, the creativity of people using, um, you know, the generative models like this. I also worry that it is going to stifle creativity on the other hand, because, you know, you've got... Um, especially in the student realm, you know, if you, if it's late one night, you've got a paper due the next day, 
do you try and write it or do you have ChatGPT write it? You know, so there's going to be a lot of that happening too. But I digress. Um, so yeah, so improvements in AI, I think there's a lot we can do there. And um, that, that's typically where people score lowest. I will say last year we saw a lot lower scores in security. Um, this year that, that has improved quite a bit. Um, so we're seeing companies certainly, um, you know, focus on focusing on making sure that they have the right security and compliance parameters built into their products. So they did score pretty well there. Um, scored pretty well just on like technology platforms. Um, so that was good. Um, I will say also that the business success metrics were fairly strong throughout. And there were a few areas that were higher than or and lower than others, but overall I think companies are measuring and seeing good success in terms of increasing their revenue or improving their CSAT scores or their customer ratings, whatever they might be measuring. Um, you know, reducing mm -hmm. operational costs and uh, making their employees more effective, more productive, more efficient. So we, we did see that. And I, I like seeing those ties because if you're going to buy technology and it doesn't make a difference in your business success, then why buy it, you know? Um, and then I would say that there was definitely a lot of vendors. Like there were a lot of ratings this year, a lot more startups, a lot more market fragmentation, certainly in some areas. Um, so we, we saw a lot of uh, providers being rated, not, not all of them being able to be counted individually because we didn't have enough ratings. But um, those are some of the key things that I think that, that I would say this year. Um, in addition, Matt, to what you just said, I mean, I think it was, it's also important to note that this, this data is valuable just because it, it gives you information straight from the horse's mouth. You know, it's, it's straight from those people who are already using these companies. So you can benefit from what they've experienced, good or bad. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, that's kind of where I, where I see things going there. Um, so I would say um, at this point, Matt, I, I'd like to throw a question back to you. Outside of the MetroStar program, which we've just, we've just been talking about, we do have other research coming out shortly. And I thought maybe you could talk a little bit about that because it's kind of exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So um, the, the biggest thing we have coming out in the coming weeks we will be rolling out everything is our kind of revamped Metricast program. And this is our forecasting for different technology areas, um, the market forecasting. Uh, we are starting with uh, a few of them right now. I think we have on-prem on uh, contact center, um, cloud contact center, CCAS, um, uh, communications platform as a service and CRM where we're kind of forecasting those out and to this is kind of a, a revamp of what we've done in the past. We we launched a, a Metricast last year. We've taken it even further this year. Um, so we are extending it out to global reach. Um, we're forecasting out to 2027 of everything that we have. So we have all of that growth rates. Um, and part of the, the big reason why we can do this is we brought on uh, Diane Myers who is a principal analyst who's that this is what she's focused on. She is very well known in, especially in the workplace collaboration space, but very well known in the industry. And she has a ton of experience uh, doing this type of stuff. Um, what makes ours kind of a little bit different than what you see in a lot of these other forecasts out there is we do utilize demand side information, not just um, vendor financials supplied information. Um, so we are looking at, okay, what, what are the customers actually paying for these things? Um, how, you know, how much are they paying per license? How much does it actually take to run some of these, uh, technologies? So, 
uh, we're, we're taking a, a little bit of a different approach that gives us a little bit more of a unique insight into it. So that will be rolling out shortly. I've been uh, working with Diane on some of the the data analytics for it. So it will be rolling out shortly. I'm, I'm really excited for that. Um, and, and outside of that, you know, we do have some other things coming out. So Robin, I kind of wanted to kick it back to you um, just to kind of close things out here. Um, you know, what are some heads up on some upcoming, you know, research agenda plan strategies, not strategies, uh, roadmaps for some of our upcoming research throughout the rest of this year. Where can people see you um, talk about everything? You always bring so much, you know, insight out of this data that it's so valuable. Um, you know, where can, where can they see you, where they can, can they uh, hear you? Oh boy. Um... <laughs> So um, yeah, we're all actually speaking at Enterprise Connect coming up. So, um, you know, depending upon when you're listening to this or watching this, you may be able to see us speak there. But but all of our clients can talk to us at any given time, um, just reaching out to client services. And, and we're happy to talk. And we're, um, we do have a lot of really cool research just having come out and also coming out. So um, right now we're briefing companies on um, advanced CPaaS and APIs. So there's a lot of really good data there if you're looking at um, what's going on in the CPAS world, API world, um, customer insights and analytics. So that's looking at how are companies gathering their uh, customer insights and what they're doing with that. How are they acting on it? You know, what, what kind of results are they seeing from it? So that's pretty cool. And then workplace collaboration. So you know, how are companies using their workplace collaboration tools? Everything from um, <laughs> um, everything from team collaboration to video to SIP trunking, all sorts of things there. Um, so we've got those studies going on in addition to what Matt was talking about. And then uh, we're launching one on generative AI. Um, so I talked about that a little bit earlier, uh, that as a topic. So we're going to be doing a study on that uh, very soon. And also uh, uh, customer experience transformation, an annual study that we do, um, employee experience, another annual study. And um, also, again, starting on that work, uh, workplace collaboration metricast. Um, we also have a study coming up on foundational technology. So looking at... Um, we, we talk about all these advanced technologies in the employee and customer experience space. What about on the foundation where you um, look at things like security, you look at things like the uh, the network underneath, you know, uh, uh, other management tools and capabilities there. Like what, what do we need to build a strong foundation to support all of these different technologies that we're putting on top of it? So those are some of the things we have coming up. Perfect. Yeah, I, we always have so much going on and so yeah. much research coming out. It's it's very exciting. So, um, well, that's gonna gonna kind of wrap us up here for today's episode. Um, but uh, I want to make sure you know, please check back for our future episodes. We typically release every one to two weeks. We have a new episode, so you can see them all on our. Metrogy website, our YouTube channel, any of your podcasting apps, whatever your favorite app is. Um, if you don't already, you know, make sure to follow us on all the, the social platforms, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, the, the full gamut of, of everything. Um, so Robin, thank you so much for taking the time and kind of talking, talking to me and, and everybody about the MetroStars. Um, I'm excited that this is out now, and uh, we hope to kind of chat again soon about it. Thank you.